Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Brian C. Kelly, who's helping entrepreneurs to achieve peak performance to get more done and get it done better. He is an author, speaker, live TV host, podcaster, business transformation coach, master NLP coach, hypnosis coach, and a whole bunch of other amazing things. Brian, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Seth. Thanks, thanks so much. I forgot I had all those credentials behind me. We should... Uh whittle that down a little bit i think <laughs> <laughs> no problem let's go back in time a little bit how did you get started oh my goodness uh i got a quick story about that as a as a young as a young kid back in i think it was 78 or so there was this incredible movie coming out and this was back before any there was the internet at all and uh all of my buddies were just a buzz about it marketing was incredible about this uh getting it out i was in junior high and I remember uh, I had a great childhood, um, phenomenal childhood. I loved it. I played sports. I had all, uh, all kinds of fun and money was never an issue until I came home and asked for a ticket to go to see this movie. And my parents looked down at me and said, sorry, son, we can't afford it. And I was blown away because now I'm beginning to learn what it means to have money or not have money. And then ensuing days, listening to everybody talking about R2-D2, C-3PO, Chewbacca, you know, different language. And I'm going crazy because I have no idea what they're talking about. And I decided at that moment, that's never going to happen to me when I, quote unquote, grow up. I'm not going to, you know, my parents love me. I have nothing negative to say about them. I just decided then and there that was never going to happen to me when I had my kids. And that's how I got started down this road of entrepreneurship and crushing it. Awesome. So we've all had, we all have like the inciting incident. I love that your origin story was Star Wars. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, we quote as marketers as an origin story using Star Wars all the time. So I love that. So obviously that was a long time ago. How did you get started doing what you're doing now? Uh, I found a love for speaking. So now what I'm doing is a live show. I interview entrepreneurs from all over the world, like yourself, need to get you on my show as well, Seth. And um, I learn more than anyone else on the planet by interviewing amazing people like yourself from all over the place, Rome and, and uh, the UK just recently, two back-to-back -back interviews of amazing, amazing individuals. And it was all because of, I, I just... I began speaking from stage. I had a mentor who, who kept uh, improving my skills, helping me to improve. And I just found I loved it. And then uh, I decided 
to take a step back from speaking on stage to help build my business platform a little bit stronger. And I started doing online lives and that took off in its own way in a whole different direction that I had anticipated and it was a good direction. And so I've just kept going with that. And my live show has become for me and my business quite a lead magnet that I really didn't realize it would do that. And because of the approach I take, it has really brought in some phenomenal people, such as Seth Green, who's going to be appearing soon. <laughs> I love the shameless plug. That's awesome. So yes, I will <laughs> absolutely be on your show. So you take a different approach to the live show than most podcasters or live broadcasters. Yours, which I've seen and, and, and kind of am amazed by, is you kind of have, it's not a zoom yours almost approaches the pretty much is the quality of like live television why did you do that and how did you do that why is for quality uh number one uh, i will not do anything i won't my name won't go next to it unless the quality is supreme it won't it won't go until it's ready uh so many people say ready fire aim and i get that for taking action but there's also the side of it well when you're when you put something together, make it of quality. No shaking phone outside with the wind blowing while you're doing a live show. Uh, and here's the thing, Seth, by doing high quality, it comes off as, as high quality, it comes off as professional, and that is why it has become a lead magnet. Because when people, you know, my show is not my business. It's not my business. That's not what I do for my main business. But when people see it, and they then realize what I do for a business, if there's a fit, they'll instantly say yes, because they say, well, if you're gonna put that kind of effort into your show and make it that high quality, how is he gonna treat me then? Probably pretty well. And so that's how it became this incredible lead magnet. You had a two-part question, I forgot the second part. <laughs> okay, so I, I you answered the second part, which was why did you do it that way? The gotcha. technical question is the one that we're gonna go back to, how do you pull that off? So uh, it, through a lot of different resources and tools. And um, I, I just have this wonderful propensity to, I love automation. And I started as a software engineer in the corporate world. And that moved my needle because I could automate things through programming. And that just stemmed over into what I'm doing now. And so I've automated nearly 100%, not quite, but very close to 100% of the onboarding process. People don't realize what it takes to put on a show. I know you do, Seth. And, especially a video show, all the prep that goes behind the scenes before it even airs. There's a lot that goes in. The show itself is easy. That's a, just a, a piece, a tiny piece of it. I love it. It's the most important part. And then the post show, people don't realize there's a post show too. Production, there's marketing, there's uh, repurposing. There's, it, it just goes on and on. And I love, love, love automation. And I, I realized I was very good at it. And I had a, uh, actually had a uh, colleague of mine, she coined the phrase, she called me the automation master. And so I thought, I like that. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> that is awesome. Now, I know you're talking about the automation part. What does that mean in terms of how many places you appear um, and how that syndication works? And then we'll dive into the next part. Oh, love it. Love it. So when I go, so a lot of people like guests come on and say, how many, you know, where are we going to be live and how many people watch? And it's all over the map. There is no way to quantify and collect metrics because when we go live, I go live on uh, eight platforms simultaneously. So several on Facebook, uh, Twitter, which is Periscope for now, but that's going away, but it will be Twitter Live or something like that soon. LinkedIn um, and even Twitch, the gaming platform, they opened up. So if there's a platform available, I'm going to be on it. And I think everyone should do the same. 
And so that's just the live part. Then as it's going live, I do, I have automation running that will send out notifications to share it to other social media platforms. So those, the other media, social media platforms will have a link that when they click it, it goes right back to Facebook where one of the Facebook platforms were airing live. And when it's over and I do the repurposing, I take the audio, I extract that out. I have a process. It takes, Seth, it takes literally 10 minutes for me. I personally do this. When the show's over, it takes me 10 minutes. I am not kidding. To edit the video, it's ready. And I extract the audio. I've got a podcast now. And that goes to 25 different podcast platforms like iTunes, Spotify, uh, you, you name it. Oh, YouTube was the other one I, I also stream live to. There's, there's so many I just... Uh, <laughs> Uh, and, and then also there are parts of the show that can be repurposed as far as pulling out quotes that I have my team creating memes constantly going out on social media, constantly with the guest experts' names on it, uh, the quote that they, and then the name of the show. So there's all this marketing that goes on on the, on the back end to another multitude of platforms like Medium and Tumblr, uh, anything and everything I can get my hands on and, and get in contact with in an automated fashion, then I add it to my program. Awesome. And then I, I love the automation and distribution. How are you making it look the way that you look? Because you're not just, let's say, using Zoom. You've got a whole lot of other stuff going on. I know you teach this in your course that obviously we want people to get, but can you tease us a little bit? Oh, absolutely. And I have nothing to hide and I'll teach every, every bit of it. We wouldn't have time, but uh, I, use, I use something that a lot of people are using now. Uh, I was one of the earlier adopters. I won't say I was an early adopter, but of StreamYard. I used to use other, uh, what they call television studio type software solutions that would run on your computer, not through a web browser. And I, I did several of those over the years. I, Seth, I did this uh, over nine years ago. I was streaming live with a, a partner before Facebook Live or Periscope existed. There was Ustream and Livestream. That's all there was back then. And we had software that ran on our computer that would really, really take your computer to its knees. And you were lucky to get a show done without somebody kind of stopping and hesitating on video. And so I went through many, many different resources. Uh, there's BeLive, there's so many out there. Uh, StreamYard just took off and really went far and above ahead of the others in a very short period of time. And I kept interacting with the co-founders um, of that product. And they, they got it right. They have it right. They've even been acquired by another company uh, already. And they've only been in existence for a couple of years. So they're doing it right. So StreamYard is my go-to online studio software solution. And then I use graphics that I've had developed, you know, to, to look professional, to look clean. That when you switch scenes, you have nice frames, you have nice logos, you have nice whatever, you know, lower thirds that come up. Uh, just do it as, as high quality as you can do within your resources and your budget and just do it. Just go. What do you think um, a lot of folks out there who are broadcasting, podcasting, getting into the simulcasting, what do you think some of their biggest mistakes they're making are? I would say lack of preparation before a show. I just watched one uh, not long ago, just the other day, actually, and I just realized that it they're not putting in the time and effort to be the best host they can be. And this was an interview style as well. Uh, I could literally see the host reading the questions. At one point, the host said, oh, hold on a second. I'm looking for that next question. I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh, you want to be a little bit more polished. And look, it's okay when you're first starting. And if that's where that person was, I'm cool with it. But always refine, improve, and get better. Watch other hosts that are good. 
find out what it is that makes them so engaging. What is their energy level like? That's the biggest one, Seth, is they'll come on and, hi, today we're going to interview Seth Green. He's a superstar. He's a partner with Kevin Harrington. Uh, welcome to the show, Seth. You know, and then they'll ask these vanilla questions and really not not make it conversational. That's the key is make it conversational, bring people in. There's so many things to this answer, Seth, and get people engaged, the audience. Uh, with things like StreamYard, you can have people comment and you can pull them up on the screen and read them aloud and give them a shout out. And people love that. They wanna be engaged, they wanna be part of it. So pull them in and it's okay. If you're repurposing it to an audio podcast, mention that in the show for those of you watching on the video we yep. can see this for those of you listening this is what you, you know it's so different calls to action based on so cover all the the different aspects of your repurposing during the live show i can go on all day if you want um <laughs> well we don't have all day unfortunately i'm going to ask you one other tech question and then we'll keep going on Streamyard, there was someone else i saw who was doing a broadcast using Streamyard. And in order to comment, you had to like opt in for StreamYard in order to make a comment. And I noticed his engagement was way down because you have to like sign up for something in order to comment. Have they changed, am I right? Have they changed that at all? That I was a while ago. Yeah, that's an option that is at the discretion of the host to turn on or off. I like it. And here's why. Because if you get someone who's a, a detractor, a heckler, you can ban them. And the only way you can ban them is if they had already opted in. Because they opt in through, I think it's either Facebook or YouTube. And so you have the power then to say, you can't comment anymore. Um, we're not going to see your comments anymore. Nobody will see them on those respective platforms. So I personally am a fan of that feature. Uh, yeah, maybe it takes engagement down. But do you want the negative engagement if, if you have people that jump on? I've had it. I had one gentleman come on and started heckling like, oh my goodness. Uh, it wasn't heckling. He was just kind of out there um, mentally, I think. And I've, I've met him before personally. So I'm not like saying anything I don't know. <laughs> and so you have the ability to um, kind of control things that way from a moderator standpoint. So again, I'm a big fan of that. Awesome. Okay. I just wanted to check. I figured there was a reason for it. What do you like best about what you're doing now? You, people like you. I'm not kidding. I love meeting. Uh, that's most of the guests I have on my show, I've never met before, just like you and I have never met Seth. And I will have a one, I'll have a half hour pre-show. Uh, you know, you and I do do five minutes or so. I do a half hour. And part of that is it's not just to test their technology to make sure that they did everything they said they did through my automated system, as far as the lighting, the microphone, the sound check, everything that I put them through to become, I want them to have the highest quality experience for them. Not for me, this is for them. Uh, but uh, the whole thing is for them to get the highest quality out of this. And I completely lost track of your original question because I'm so excited. Uh, what was it? I said, what, what do you like best about what you do? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's meeting amazing people from all over the world. And uh, I use a strategy that gets me higher and higher and higher echelon influencer type guests like yourself, like, um, um, my gosh, Les Brown, I mean, you have greatness in you. I love yes. that guy's voice. He's so buttery. And to have people like him, but it doesn't have to, every guest does not have to be a Les Brown because I learn so much. I get to make great new relationships. You know, we talk about networking and going to seminars and workshops and, and meeting people. 
and expanding your network. Well, this is a phenomenal way to do just that and at a deeper level because you get to know the people so much deeper than you will in a hallway conversation 10 minutes between breaks when you go back into the room. Absolutely. How has your business changed, pivoted, evolved since COVID? It's actually been doing better. Uh, opportunities are coming at me. Uh, and I just got off the phone with another amazing guy, a friend of mine, Ross Slaughter. Same thing's happening with him. It's those that are ready to pivot and have the flexible mindset that thrive in times like this. And it's actually when things go, you know, bad things happen, that's when wealth is made. People look at this as opportunity rather than, oh my God, woe is me. And when you have that kind of mindset and you look for the things that, okay, well, people now need this. What is it they need? Well, they need to learn how to do what they do online and through like Zoom. They, they did a masterful job of getting out there and everyone started jumping on, of doing live shows like this, of doing virtual summits and seminars. And so when you, you think of those things and you're out in front of it and even if you don't have the ability to do it, find the people that do and joint, you know, get a partnership and go forward with it. And it's just been a, it's, it's been a blessing in that way. And I understand I'm being sent. I am sensitive to what it's done to families and lives, but I like to look at the positive side. And for me and my business, it's actually been a, a, a good thing because of I'm already in the space that helps people to pivot. Awesome. You have done so many interviews. What are three of your favorites and why? Oh man, you put me on the spot. Yes, sir. Well, I think one will be Seth Green. Uh, so that's coming. I said yes, it's all good. <laughs> and uh, definitely Les Brown. I mean, come on. Yep. Wow, favorite. That's a tough one. They're all so amazing. Uh, I mean, for different reasons. Uh, one named Brigitte Hoferle. She's an amazing woman, uh, businesswoman who's so uh, accomplished. Uh, NLP certified, runs an NLP center in Atlanta. That's neuro-linguistic programming for those of you that may not know. Um, gosh, Jason Nast, a really, really good friend of mine and his company, they sponsor my show and we give away a vacation, uh, a, a free five-night vacation stay every show because of him and his amazing, uh, that's three, right? <laughs> that is three, you are correct. All right. Um, what are three of the podcasts you listen to? Mm, you know, I don't listen to podcasts on a regular basis. I'm going to be upfront about it. Uh, I just, the time factor is for me, uh, I'm working on building mine and bringing on guests and becoming a guest on others uh, is my honest answer. I listen to audiobooks, and even that has slowed down uh, lately. I'm doing a massive transition at the moment of automation, um, reworking my existing system, improving the heck out of it even more. And so I haven't really been paying too much attention about uh, listening to other podcasts. Uh, one would be Underdog Empowerment by Zachary Babcock. Um, yep. it's a, he's a personal Zach. friend of mine and I was in St. Louis. He interviewed me. In fact, our podcast should be going up pretty soon. Uh, back in January, I went there and we interviewed. That would be one that would stand out to me because that guy gets it. He knows how to take a podcast and use it to market and he's got a thriving business. Uh, that's why uh, I ended up becoming friends with this guy. He's got an amazing backstory, but yeah, that'd be one. And I know, of course, yours, you know, with um, with Kevin Harrington, and it's usually you, I've noticed. I went and looked and listened to several of them, like, all right, it's, it's Seth. It's Seth the man. So that's Kevin good. is on once a week. Um, so you just got to <laughs> go through. I, I'm on more than that, a lot more than that. Yes, you are. <laughs> all right. What are, um, who's an ideal, so you said your show isn't your business. 
Tell us about your business and who's an ideal customer or client for it. The business is showing people how to do what I do. Uh, and because I was asked and only because I was asked, Seth, I, after the show, we did a, a debrief after we're on, we're not on live, but we're still on camera with each other. And I can't tell you how many times people would say, Brian, can you show me how to do what you do? Cause it's all organized. You look, you are so organized. I laugh. I almost fall on my chair if they saw my desk, <laughs> but it's because of the automation, the quality, the professionalism, it's the perception. And I'm not saying it's a, it's a wrong perception. I do everything I can to do the best. It's because of that, that they want to um, find out what I do. And so I finally took my own advice because I knew it was a huge undertaking. I finally took my own advice and listened to the marketplace. They were saying, Brian, show me how to do what you do. I will pay money for it. I said, okay. So I put together a program called Carpet Bomb Marketing, which basically means saturate the marketplace with your message. Um, it's a, it's a metaphor. So anybody that goes to look up what carpet bombing is, they're going to see images of war and planes dropping bombs. Relax. It's about getting the message out and saturating the area uh, that you can, um, any, any, any and all areas that you can hit, you hit it with marketing. All right. That makes a ton of sense. Where is the, for our audience who wants to learn more about what you're doing, where is the best place for them to go? You know, I, I really love to just direct people to the show and that's the mind body business show.com. So the mind body business show.com. So there is a, the, and there is a show at the end because mind body business was taken. And uh, that is one of the greatest places to um, go and see and learn from amazing, amazing entrepreneurs. And it costs you $0. All the past shows are there in video form and in transcribed form. And you can watch and read as it's going in real time. And uh, you can connect with me. I'm all over the place. I'm on Facebook. Uh, Facebook is probably the best uh, as far as which one I look at most. Uh, Facebook Messenger. Uh, friend me out there. I'm getting close to 5,000 again. I keep having to whittle it down, which is good. Um, but yeah, uh, I would say go to the, the mindbodybusinessshow.com. And then if you're interested in the Carpet Bomb Marketing, it's carpetbombmarketing.com. Um, there is a website for that as well. Awesome. Great domain names. Great business. Amazing story. I look forward to being on your show. This has been Seth Green with Brian C. Kelly. Go check out the show and Carpet Bomb Marketing. Brian, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Seth. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.